Hi, I'm Key, hosting producer of the West End Stories Project. And I'm Kent Mulcahy, co-producer of the West End Stories Project. And before we get started with the finale of Season 2, we'd like to quickly let you know that you are listening to an award-winning podcast. The West End Stories Project recently received an Innovation Award from the Ohio Library Council, an organization that looks out for the interests of Ohio's public libraries. So we want to send a huge thank you to you, the listeners, the staff and administration at the Cincinnati and Hamilton County Public Library, the Ohio Library Council, and all of our guests who've shared their time and stories with us. Thank Thank you. you. says recording. All right, cool. So we're good. Hi, Dad. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) My dad, David Parks, and his seven siblings lived in a Lincoln Courts housing project in the 1960s. Why you gotta put the the deep, sexy voice on? (laughs) (laughs) Nothing sexy about that. Hear his story in this episode of the West End Stories Project. I'm Key, manager of the Cincinnati and Hamilton County Public Library's West End branch. Thanks for listening. Do you know where uh, Grandma and Grandpa met or how they met? No, I don't. <laughs> I definitely don't know how they met or why they met. But um, Do you have any memories of Grandpa and Lincoln Courts? Yeah, I have some memories of, of him coming there sometimes, you know, uh, not being exactly <laughs> right the way in which he should be kind of like trying to start trouble with mom and mom had to tell him about his stuff and then he want to leave and I was like huffy puff or whatever but I, I don't actually ever remember as far as he's going to pick some picnics and stuff with us sometime every now and then but uh, other than that he was a, actually a full presence you know it's like not like that you know I think he was like overwhelmed or something as far as children I don't know for the truth how many people were in your household? Oh, Lord. <laughs> the whole family was there. Seven, seven boys and three girls. But well, not the three girls was not always. That Cookie was the only sister that was, you know, there. my sister Doll, she was living in Chicago. My sister Barbara, she lived down on Broadway off of uh, Sycamore, where Sycamore Hill is, I believe it is. Me and my brother, my twin brother, we came, we was, we was the... Some of the last ones that was, uh, as far as uh, children that was uh, born, we are the youngest. Me, Freddie, and Daniel. My dad and his siblings, Daniel, Freddie, Gerald, Coleman, Robert, Curtis, and Althea, lived at 1017 Cutter Street across from Porter Junior High School. Like, first we was up, we, we was in an apartment that we lived on the second floor, so we had two floors on the second floor and uh the upstairs had the bedrooms all the bedrooms was upstairs i would say like actually it was around about four or five bedrooms in there it had to be because mom's had her rooms upstairs and then cookie had a room upstairs and it was uh 
about two other rooms up there, and then it was a room downstairs, and I slept with Coleman. I used to sleep in the room where Coleman was in, so it was quite a few bedrooms. I, I think it was around about four, something like that. It had to be. So it kind of sounds like a townhouse. It was. So it kind of like a townhouse because it was a, up, a second floor and a third floor. And then there was people that lived under us on the first floor. So. That's it. So when you, from outside, when you came in, did y'all like go up some stairs to your apartment? Exactly. Okay. It was up. It was a stair. It was stairs at the front door. It went up to the second floor. Okay. But then did y'all have another level or no? Everything yeah. was on one level. No, it was two levels. Okay. It was a second floor and a third floor. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. So it was three, like the building was a three-story building. Exactly. And then when you walked up the stairs, that was the first floor and it had like, what, like a kitchen, dining room, living room. Mm-hmm. And then and there it, were more. It was a bedroom off from the side and then there was a, a, a closet that was in the uh, kitchen, a pantry. That was a big, that was a big room. It was like a pantry where you put your canned goods and different other things at you. He attended Hayes Elementary School, which was adjoined to Porter Junior High School between Clark, Court, Mound, and Cutter Streets, and Sixth District School, which was on Elm Street and over the Rhine. What school did you go to when you were in the West End? With the Hayes at one point, then I went to Sixth District. What was Hayes like? Uh, at one point, a lot of troublemakers as far as, you know, getting, being able to fight your way home through, uh, the gangs and different people that was, had they little gangs and cliques or whatever. Other than that, it was, it was a good school, you know. I, I didn't have no problem as far as the school was concerned. It was as far as the, uh, certain people that was there that wanted to have a little gang. But this was an elementary school. Yes, it was, and it was that. But whether it was an elementary school or not, it still was gangs there. Oh, never seen nothing like that in my life. But that's the first time for everything to experience something like that, you know. So what was happening? Oh, well, they used to bully on certain people, but they couldn't bully on us because we had a gang at home, you know. The gang that we had our own gang at home. And if they bothered us, it was over with for them. It was just that simple. They found that out real quick when when they saw that we were fighting back and we didn't care about them and their gang. You bring it, and we got something for you too, you know. I come from a big family. I never had to think about being scared of anybody or being afraid of anybody that was trying to charge, start trouble or create problems. I never had to worry about that because we had plenty of people at home that would take care of that. How old were these boys? Were they like the sixth graders or something? <laughs> like, it was in the same grade that we were. Third graders? It's starting trouble, yeah. Third graders with a gang. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's hard to believe, but it was there. It, it actually happened. It was a reality. This unfortunate circumstance was one of the reasons he got the opportunity to have an experience unlike many of his peers. Why did you end up going to 6th District? I think I ended up getting into a fight with somebody that that was uh, bothering me or whatever. 
instead of, I guess, them getting rid of that person, they asked, you know, like I was like, like I had to leave or something. And I didn't care. I mean, because I was tired of fighting and all of that type of stuff anyway. So I went there and found out that that was even a better school. They actually paid attention to you, period. It wasn't somebody telling you that, you know, saying something stupid to you, dragging you in the office for something that you shouldn't be drugging the office for. It was none of that. It was it was about helping those individual students that was there get to where they need to be, to, to get to where they needed to be. It was I, I never experienced nothing that, that, that good in my life. We went on uh, field trips. Uh, and we used to go to certain teachers' house and study, be on a patio and stuff, doing this, that, or the other, studying, or, or just basically when we get finished studying, you know, playing in the yard or whatever, in, in their yards or whatever, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it just sounds very idyllic. <laughs> it, 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 it was very nice. I know that. Point. I mean, the to get away from people that just wanted to fight all the time and, and start trouble and have somebody right there on your side that was being positive and showing you how to be positive and what to do in, in life or whatever to be, you know, I guess that be at, be at your best or best thought pattern. They actually put you there. I mean, because it, it was almost like a dream sometimes, you know, like, these people are actually taking us over their houses and we sitting there like studying different things or whatever. And then somebody say snack time, it's snack time or whatever. And then they go bring like this tray and they have donuts and candy and all kinds of stuff on the trays. And it was just beautiful and weird at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) Like I've never been treated that good before. Like, you know, and everybody gave you respect, you know. It was no, it was no fighting, was no craziness, was no. I mean, even coming from other children, there was everybody that was there felt like that they were. I, I shall say, privilege. I mean, just, just it was beautiful. I mean, just uh, there was no fighting. There was no craziness. There was no nothing that had anything to do with like the schools that I went to. I just definitely wanted to stay there. I didn't want to go nowhere else after I got there, period. I mean, it's a beautiful school. And then how did you get to 6th District? A cab came to the house. (laughs) You couldn't get no better than this. A cab came to my house every morning and picked me up and take me to school. And that same cab takes me home and drops me off. And how long did that happen? That happened all the way up until we 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 moved to Evanston. Before we moved to Evanston, who who paid for the cab? The the school, the schools paid for the cab. We didn't. Not as far as nothing coming out of my mother's pocket or our family pocket. No, no, school did. Wow, that's <laughs> that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the West End Stories Project. The West End Stories Project is brought to you by the Cincinnati and Hamilton County Public Library and is co-produced by your host, Key, and our reference coordinator, Kent Mulcahy. 
If you like what you've heard, listen and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and help us get discovered by leaving a review. Thank you. Can I be truthful about that? I never actually learned how to swim other than the fact that one time I was through in the pool to, you know, like because I didn't want to be in the water. I was scared of the water and I was through in the pool. But my brother Coleman, he picked me up. He called himself messing with me. I mean, I know he didn't mean it intentionally or whatever, but he threw me, he threw me in the, in the pool. I did not know how to swim, but I got the heck out of that pool real quick. It was like in three feet of water. And I wasn't nothing but a little kid, you know. It was three feet. I got out of that swimming pool the best way I knew how. To desperation. Because I was not about to drown <laughs> in that water. And I got out of that water. And I know Coleman was cracking up laughing and different other people was laughing about it. But I didn't see it as being funny. You know, I thought they were trying to kill me or something. You know, so I got out of the water. I got out of that water real quick. I don't know if it had anything to do with swimming or whatever, but I got out of that water. I was not about to go back under that water because as soon as he threw me in that water, I went underwater and came back up. And when I got back up to the to the surface of the, <laughs> I got out of that out of that water real quick and ran from the from from Lincoln Center all the way across the street and Kobe was chasing after me. I ran home to ten seventeen Cutter Street, soaking wet with swim shorts on, whatever, running. You know, and Coleman got in trouble with mom when they got home because I told mom they was trying to kill me. Uh, <laughs> through me a swimming pool, they was trying to kill me, you know. He's like, nobody wasn't trying to kill you. Yes, they were.